traversing the fields of geekdom. How about new? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. Welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. Yes, how is everyone doing on this fantastic weekend? Welcome to The Geek Show. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, it's a show where we take a break from all the politics and yelling, and we talk, we just have one hour of just some fun. We talk about video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. When I designed this show, I designed it in that uh, one of my happiest memories growing up was I would hang out with my friend Tom in Washington, and we would just sit around, play video games, and talk about what's going on in the world of geekdom. And I wanted to bring that out for more people, and it's really cool kind of uh, seeing that I'm slowly growing the army of geeks in Peoria. Every once in a while, I get a person that will say, Hey, Corey, the Geek Show. And I absolutely love that because everybody is a geek for something. It doesn't have to be comic books. It could be video games. It could be cars. That's what we're here to talk about, some fun things. And the show is broken down like this. We start off with the news of the week. We got some interesting things in social media. We'll start off with an important one, but then we'll go to some fun stuff. And then uh, a new device is coming out that is uh, straight from an 80s movie that I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger is in. Then we take a break and we come back and we talk about movie news of the week. Warner Brothers had some huge announcements about uh, pushing the release dates to some of their movies. And then the big mystery that is, how are theaters going to adapt to this, especially in the wintertime? It'll be something we'll have to talk about. But if anything, 2021 is going to be a crazy year for movies because there's going to be a lot of things that come out. Then we take a break for news, and after that we go to Corey's Tech Corner where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. And I talk about something that I never thought I would be ever in my life would say on the radio. So you want to stick around for that one. It is a hilarious story on top of it. Then we end the show with the top five list of the week. I got three trailers, a viral video, and just mega props to a reporter who recently fought off a raccoon. The audio is hilarious, so you'll want to stick around for that. And let's go into the news, and let's start off in the world of social media with the heavy one, the heavy story, and that is Facebook. Facebook announced that they are going to be disabling political ads after the polls are closed on election night. This makes me happy because Facebook and a few other companies also have joined in and said they would do the same thing and will be monitoring things. So why is that important, Corey? Well, let me tell you. Uh, we've done the Geek Show for a long time now, and we always talk about hacking and misinformation. And in my opinion, tensions are high on both sides, Republicans and Democrats. And my worry is that due to the pandemic this year, we're doing election season a little differently. We have early voting, we have mail-in voting, and we may not have an answer on election night. And one of my biggest worries is, is when you have that mystery of the election night mixed in with our high-tension state that we're in as a country— it's perfect opportunity for outside influences to come in and mess with us and do that via misinformation. We're still seeing it in this election season. Uh, I I think we're a little better than we were in 2016, but we're still seeing misinformation fly around all the time. And it could be Russia, it could be China, and it could be for either side. But 
I just worry that on election night, without the results, you know, that night, that will be flooded with misinformation to spark tensions with this. So I'm glad that Facebook is disabling all political ads and they're going to be monitoring things to make sure that uh, nothing blows up uh, crazy, like really bad misinformation. I just really, really worry about that night. So I'll keep an eye on the world of social media as we get closer and closer into election season. They need to step up. They really, really need to step up because obviously I don't think anything's really been done about um, the misinformation. You can thank Congress and the Senate for that, for not coming to a conclusion on that one. Uh, Also in the world of social media, this one makes me incredibly happy because, as I said, it feels like to me that tensions are high in this country and we needed something. uh, And this thing came out with a blast. And that is uh, Fat Bear Week. Yes, uh, Fat Bear Week is a... uh, contest that is run by explore.org and it happens once a week uh once a year i should say uh in october every october and it's set up like this winter's coming obviously and bears are getting ready for hibernation so they're plumping up because as they go into hibernation they're going to lose a lot of that weight and because of their plumpness uh this is kind of their peak season for it so they haven't a bunch of images out there of various bears that show off their plumpness as they get ready for hibernation and then people all join together you can look at the pictures and then vote and we have a winner yes the heftiest fat bear champion of 2020 is bear 747 yes that bear is the official crown winner i love that they didn't give a name they just gave numbers because they have so many bears but go to explore.org you'll be able to see all of the plumpy bears uh before they go into hibernation and i we just need more fun like that in the world so i really really like that Next up in the world of video games, we've talked about this before. Video game accessory companies have been doing some weird things lately, stepping out of the world of uh, accessories and going into weird products that I question, are they really video game related? But we had the video game accessory company who made an energy drink and chewing gum that will enhance your video game experience. And then this one's bizarre, too. Uh, Razer, which is a company, probably one of the biggest computer accessory companies around, they make chairs, keyboards, mice, have created the Razer card. It is a prepaid Visa cashback card that also lights up because that's what Razer's known for. The idea behind the Razer card, according to the press release, would appeal to, and I love this marketing term because it's so dumb, it will appeal to youths and millennials. Yes, youths. If there's one thing youths want, it's a prepaid credit card. Uh, But they will appeal to them by using a unique gamified rewards experience. Supposedly, the rewards experience isn't the same as your typical loyalty reward program. According to Razer, it's a version that allows you to track, score, and redeem rewards based on tasks and everyday transactions. Yes, because there's one thing I want. I want to make a video game out of shopping. And youths, as we know, are great when it comes to making smart decisions about uh, purchasing products. So, uh, no, my my worry about this is that you are um, you are making shopping and buying things that you don't have the money for sound great and that you can get rewards off of it. I don't think you should make a game out of shopping things, but that's my personal opinion. Maybe the youths want that, uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's just really, really bizarre. Just stick to the accessories. That would be awesome. Uh, next up in the world of, uh, I guess this is video games, but also theme parks. Universal Studios announced this week that the Super Nintendo World will be opening next spring. It was originally supposed to open in July, 
but it has been pushed because of the pandemic that we're in. This, uh, I, I bring this up, first of all, because of video game related, but also because of the technology. I think this might be one of the most technology uh, heavy theme parks around. They have a lot of cool, unique designs for it. We haven't seen anything from the inside of the park, but the drone shots that people have of the park look really, really cool. It looks like you're stepping into the world of Super Mario. But uh, what's really cool on it is the interactive. Apparently, when you walk in, you get an armband, and you can go around, and throughout the park, there are things where you can collect coins, and you could turn those coins in for something. I don't know what it is, but it looks really, really cool. Uh, on top of that, they talked about some of the merchandise that you can get there. And one of the greatest things ever is that you can order a fruit pancake sandwich that is shaped like Mario and Luigi's hats. And let me tell you, I love pancakes. I never thought of taking a pancake and making it into a sandwich. I'm all in. Let's do this. I really want to go to Japan. It's one of my life goals because so many of the things I love come from there. Pokemon, anime, and then Mario, Nintendo, obviously. So this will definitely be added onto my list of must-go-to places whenever I go to Japan because I oh, would really, really like to go to Japan. Uh, next up, uh, now let's save this one. We'll go to this hilarious one first. Best Buy. Okay, sit down for this one because Best Buy announced something big this week. Yes, uh, we are in October, and uh, on October 13th and October 14th, which is a Tuesday and a Wednesday, Best Buy announced, hey, we're having Black Friday sales. Yes, we are having Black Friday sales in an October and on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, which is really bizarre. And you might say, well, Corey, why are they doing that? Well, here's the thing. It just happens that October 13th and 14th are also Amazon Prime Day. And as we saw last year, Target and Walmart joined in and had their own special sales to fight against Amazon. Best Buy is now joining in and uh, having their own sales. They haven't talked about any of their big products. I think the biggest one they're touting is a 70-inch Samsung 4K TV for $530, which is a dang good price. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's weird to use the Black Friday name for it because it's not on a Friday. and It's not your typical Black Friday sales. I think they should come up with something new. But uh, Amazon Prime Day is huge. There are a lot of mega sales, and Target and Walmart will fight them to try to get the same prices, if not cheaper. So if you want to get some early Christmas shopping done, I highly recommend you look on uh, next week during... Uh, the 13th and the 14th, because there might be some really good sales and some things you can get for kids. But of course, not the PlayStation 5, because I'm still trying to get my PlayStation 5, but they're all sold out still. Man, I was so mad. I, I tried so sticking hard to pre-order that thing, but I couldn't get it in time. Uh, finally, this one is awesome because it feels like we're in an 80s action film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. In partnership with the United Kingdom's Strategic Command, which supports the Ministry of Defense, an unnamed company has developed a new battle-ready drone to assist armed forces with dangerous ground operations during urban warfare. According to Popular Mechanics, the I-9, which is a fantastic name for a drone because it sounds just like a Terminator, is a human-operated drone that could fly indoors, use AI to locate and identify targets, and, and this is the greatest one, uh, it's outfitted with dual shotguns. So I want to see a drone flying around with two shotguns on there. The purpose is they want to shoot doors that they can then blast in and then they can run in. But also, I think because of uh, the pandemic, also, we're going to be looking into drones a lot more because of the uh, less interactivity you have with people. If people are sick, you don't want to send police officers there uh, to get sick also. You can send drones in that can get them uh 
make sure that the area is safe and secure and no one gets hurt. And then the police can come in and do their work. So I think it's cool, but I think it's crazy to think about a drone flying around with shotguns. When I first saw the headline, it literally said, well, sure, drone with a shotgun. What's next? And I was just imagining just a regular drone and like somebody tied with a string, a shotgun on it. And it's just flying around. But it's not that. It's a little more high-tech than that. But uh, we are getting closer and closer to the world of the Terminator. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, let's talk about some movie news. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. Let's talk about some movie news, because we got some big things that happened this week in the world of movies and movie theaters. The first one has to be uh, a movie theater chain. The very, the, is it the first? No, it's the second largest theater chain in the United States that has over 500 theaters and over 7,000 screens. The Regal Theaters will officially shut all of its doors in the United States, and this is the second time they've been doing it during the pandemic. Uh, they are not making money off of movies right now. And because of shifts in release dates for movies, which I'll be talking about more in a second here, uh, they're just saying, look, we can't open up and uh, expect people to come in boatloads like they would for new movies by showing old movies. So they're closing down and uh, there are rumors that they might stay closed and they might not open back up. And it's a worry in the entertainment world because. A lot of people rely on this stuff. Now, I know there are people that will be out there that will be like, oh, good, those Hollywood elites, they don't get to make money anymore. Well, it's bigger than that because at all of these movie theater chains, obviously big Hollywood executives won't be making money because the movies aren't released. But you have a lot of people that work at these theaters and a lot of people that enjoy going to theaters. I know for a lot of people, going to a movie theater is kind of your escape from the world. And uh, it's sad that this is happening. I understand because of the pandemic. But I, I'm just worried as time goes on, especially in the winter time, as we enter probably phase two of the pandemic and with winter and mixed in with flu, it might have to stay closed for a while that I'm worried about the other theaters. AMC and Cinemark are the two other ones, AMC being the biggest chain in the country and Cinemark being the third. And AMC earlier this year already said they're losing a lot of money. And I don't know how long they can keep operating. They're still open. AMC and Cinemarks are still open. But they are both fighting each other for a very, very small amount of profit because people aren't going out to go see movies. And on top of that, movies are moving. So what was the big movie that uh, changed the release date? Again, that really uh, set in stone Regal's decision to close down. That was uh, the new James Bond film. So just just to show you how long ago this was back in march the james bond film was about to be released and then the pandemic happened so then they held it back and they said okay we're going to release it in the summertime summertime came obviously things didn't go back as planned so then they pushed it to november and then because of all that's going on in the uptick in cases they're saying, okay, we're going to release the movie next year. And that was the final stroke for Regal Theaters, and they have to close down now. They said they hope to open back up, but I'm just really, really worried. Look, I always talk about how I love digital movies. I love being able to watch brand new movies at home. But growing up, 
uh, I, I've talked about this on the show before. I was bullied in high school, and I was bullied a lot in high school. And movie theaters were my escape, and movies were my escape from that. And it's really, there's nothing greater than seeing, being a kid or being a high schooler that walks into this giant screen and sees this brand new world that you're experiencing. And I don't want theaters to close. At, I don't want that at all. For the obvious, for the art reason, but also because of the amount of people that uh, work at these things. But it's a big thing, and we have to start focusing on it and realize that we need to do something in order to help them. I don't know what that is. It could be the coronavirus relief package that Congress and the Senate are still fighting over. I don't know, but I'm just worried that this might be the beginning of the end for in theater events. I know that there is now a rise of drive-in theaters again, which is awesome, uh, and they're going to try new and different things. But I'm just a little worried, but we'll have to keep an eye on that as we continue on. Uh, Warner Brothers announced this week uh, some huge shifts in movies, and one that makes uh, it seriously just breaks my heart. And that one is the Batman. Batman, which we got a trailer just a few weeks ago for, was originally going to come out on October 1st, 2021. Well, it's been pushed to March 4th, 2022. Yes, we have to wait two years now for this movie to come out. The Matrix is the only surprising one. It was originally going to release on April 1st of 2022. It will now be released on December 22nd of next year 2021 the flash moves from june 3rd 2022 to november 4th of the same year shazam 2 was originally going to be released on november 4th 2022 it will now be pushed to june 2nd 2023 and then black adams which is the new um dwayne the rock johnson film is being pushed from october no december 22nd 2021 until we don't know. There is no specified date yet for that film. So a lot of things are pushing, and it just worries me. Uh, obviously, uh, movie companies have to make money at some point. So who's going to survive longer? Will uh, the movie companies that make the films survive this, or will movie theaters survive this and we can go back to normal? At some point, they need to make money. So I'll be curious to see. Uh, as we move forward, how things are changing. It's still just mind-boggling uh, the amount of movies that we're going to get next year, hopefully, if theaters open back up. But also, all of these backlogs of films are, that are just building up. I mean, the Batman, we have to wait two years now. Shazam, three years. It's really, really insane. So I'll try to keep an eye on things and keep you guys up to date with the latest in the world of uh, movie theaters because it's a little worrisome. Let's hit some quick ones, then we'll take a break. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Benedict Cumberbatch has recently revealed that the filming for that movie will start in late October and early November. I want you guys to focus in on this movie if you are a Marvel fan, because the Multiverse of Madness has a lot of hints to it. Also, earlier this week, it was announced that Jamie Foxx will be coming back to reprise his role as Electro from a previous Spider-Man film. So there are rumors that we're going to be entering the multiverse in Marvel, and we might get cross-movies of old Spider-Mans and other different types of heroes. Like, there's a zombie universe where all the superheroes are zombies. 
It sounds really, really interesting. Uh, during a virtual panel for Wizard World, producer Michael Usen said that he thinks Mr. Freeze would be ripe for a full solo film in the vein of Todd Phillips' The Joker. Yes, 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 a thousand times yes. Uh, and then finally, this one's just hilarious. Annie Samberg has joined the cast of Super High. It's a superhero comedy where smoking special weed gives you superpowers. I am not joking. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is a segment I like to call Corey's Tech Corner, where we talk about the latest in the world of technology. And we got to start off with some heavy stuff. So ransomware attacks have been have jumped 50% in the last three months over uh, 2020. Hospitals and healthcare organizations were the hardest hit, according to a new study by Checkpoint Research. With renewed focus on healthcare during the COVID crisis, Hackers have figured out that healthcare organizations are the easiest prey. They're the most desperate and willing to pay, according to this researcher. Uh, ransomware, by the way, is when hackers invade a network and take over control. And they basically put a giant wall or, or a giant door in front of you with a keyhole. And they say, okay, you pay us. One million to five million dollars, and we'll give you that key to unlock the door and get access to all your files. And why this is so bad is because uh, right now they are taking advantage of the COVID crisis. And the COVID crisis is hospitals have been slammed with everything that's been going on. And because of that, when the uh, instance comes where they are being hacked and being taken over, and they say, okay, you need to pay to get this. They're going to pay because we are in a pandemic right now, so they're more likely to pay. And that's what hackers are taking advantage of. The United States saw a increase of uh, 313 attacks during the third quarter of this year compared to 158 last year. This makes a little more sense because, as always with COVID, we are more technological and doing things online. But the fact that it jumped almost double is insane. Uh, the biggest mistake, according to this researcher, is paying the ransom. It becomes a vicious cycle from there, and it funds their research and development. Instead, they should prepare by backing up their systems continuously and staying strong and not falling to pay for it. Because here's the thing. As soon as you pay for it, you are telling that hacker and multiple hackers, hey, you can attack us and we'll pay you without anything. Just pay it and go. So we got to update our systems. We have to make sure that we are prepared by backing everything up over and over and over, especially in this pandemic. I mean, if you follow this show, you know I hate bullies and I hate people who take advantage of people. And hackers are the worst at this. They're seeing this pandemic and they're like, I don't care about getting sick or I don't care about others getting sick or people dying. I just want to make a profit off of it. And that's what they've been doing. And the fact that several big companies have been paying them this ransom is worrisome because it just continues to grow their organization. So it's something we got to keep an eye on. And hopefully we will become more prepared for this in the future. Hopefully COVID, if anything, sparked a increase of awareness of how behind we are in the technology world. Next one is a pretty big one. After more than a year of investigating Apple, Facebook, Google, and Amazon's behavior, lawmakers have released a 
450-page report of their findings this week with recommendations that the four companies be broken up to make the market more competitive. The committee found that each company dominated its respective markets, Facebook and social media, Google in general online search and search advertising, Amazon in online retail, and Apple in mobile operating systems. To such an extent as to be anti-competitive. The companies abuse their power by charging exorbitant fees, imposing oppressive contract terms, and extracting valuable data from people who rely on them. This is a very interesting report. Now, if I had the time, and I don't think any average American could, I would read that 450-page report. And the fact that it's that long, I I just question what's the purpose of those. Because is it just for them to keep an eye on things? Because I don't think the average American would sit down and watch 450 uh, pages of documents. But I think it's good that we're having this talk and having this report because we need to start paying attention for it. Obviously, we're in a political season, but I've yet to hear anything from Trump or Biden's campaign about where they stand with this and with big tech companies. And I, I think we have to put an eye on it now. Otherwise, it's just going to continue to grow and continue to get worse. And it's almost it feels like when I was growing up, there was a big fight against Walmart's opening up. And I'll never forget it. There were protest people yelling on if a Walmart would come to a small town because people said, oh, Walmart's going to kill small businesses. That's essentially what's happening online, but it just doesn't feel like a lot of people are complaining about it. Not that, I mean, if you're fine with it, that's fine. But uh, I think it's something that we need to keep an eye out because I think innovation kind of disappears when one company can set their own rules or I guess set the rules for everybody and then do their own rules on the side. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'm going to attempt to read some of that report, but like I said, 450 pages, come on. Uh, Finally, I had to bring this up because I never thought in the world I would say the word chastity belt on the radio. But here we are, a security flaw in an Internet-enabled male chastity device allows hackers to remotely control the gadget and permanently lock in wearers, according to researchers that uh, they released this information today. So the cellmate chastity cage was built by a Chinese company. Uh, I'm not going to go into details what this device does. I'll let you figure that out. But multiple flaws in the app's design means that anyone can remotely lock all devices and prevent users from uh, being able to remove that product from them. I think this is hilarious, just the fact that it's things that we don't think about in the world of technology and being able to hack. But I also think it's hilarious the fact that people are locked into this device. They even put out a map that shows where uh, people who use this device are at so that people can know uh, what's going on and be aware. Luckily, there is none in Illinois, so I don't have to go around asking people questions about what the heck's going on. But I just think it's hilarious because uh, you can be hacked and you need to update your app in order to uh, not be hacked. But I love the fact that somebody might be locked in and has to go to the hospital to get that removed. Not that removed, but the device removed, if you know what I mean. Anyway, we're going to take a break. (music) 
Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, how is everyone doing? It's the last part of the show. I know, I know, I'm sad too. As always, if you want to hear previous episodes of The Geek Show, download the 1470 WMBD app. There's a section called On Demand Boom, there's the Geek Show. And if you want to hear more of my beautiful voice, which, hey, I don't blame you at all, you can listen to the Craig and Dan Show After Party. It's a show I host with the morning guys. It's great. I really call it the Seinfeld of podcasts because it's a podcast about nothing. We just talk. We answer stupid questions and just have a good laugh. And that's what we need. We need more just uh, good, quick bits of laughter in life. Uh, but yes, the last part of the show, what do we do? We always do the top five list of the week. I got the five most important pieces of audio of this week. Now, some of it came last week, but it came after I recorded. So uh, some of the trailers I'm going to play might be a tad old. In fact, I think just one is. But I had to bring it up because I'm so excited for it. So I have three trailers and two, I, I guess, viral videos, but I would guess, uh, I would say social media type videos. So let's get straight into it with number five. Number five. Okay. Number five is either going to be an incredibly great and fun time of a movie or incredibly terrible and stupid. I still haven't fully decided yet, but it's uh, Ryan Reynolds new film. And I got to give it to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, just put him in there and get his comedic charm in there, and you will instantly be able to sell a lot of the movies. But uh, a lot of YouTubers and famous like Twitch stars are in this movie, and they're promoting it like crazy. This is Free Guy. Hey, bud, you ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Literally not once. Today's going to be different, Goldie. What are we looking at? Who are you? We ran into each other the other day. How did you find me? I waited outside by the murder train. Guys, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world is a video game. I really want to kiss you. Is that weird? Listen to me. You're not real. Yeah, so I have to be honest, the concept of this sounds great, but as we know with many movies, especially movies that I predict will be good or bad, it's usually the opposite. So I'm not going to predict. I'm just going to say this could either be extremely good or extremely bad, but it's Ryan Reynolds, and he plays the character Guy, and he plays an NB NPC. An NPC in video game lingo is called is is for a non-playable character and basically they're the ones that you are the main character in a video game and when you walk around like in grand theft auto you see people just doing their own thing shopping or driving cars those people are npcs and this game takes the this takes the concept of that what if you're in a video game and what if one of the non-playable characters realizes they're in a video game what will happen? And this is kind of what happens. It looks really good. It looks hilarious. It's either a you like Ryan Reynolds or you don't and his style of humor. If you love his style of humor like I do, I think this movie will be a big hit. If you don't like it, uh, it might push you away from that. I mean, in all honesty, I loved the the Detective Pikachu movie. And in part of it has to go to Ryan Reynolds because he was flawless in that movie. So that is Free Guy. It is one of the very rare movies that is coming out this year in theaters. It's going to open up apparently on December 11th. As we talked about earlier, there are a lot of movies uh, that are shifting when they're going to be released. So I'll be curious to see if this keeps the release date, but it will be out in theaters on December 11th. 
Number four. Number four. Number four goes to a kind of a viral video, but I just absolutely love it because I love when teachers go the extra mile to make things fun and interesting. Now, this might be hard to hear, but I'll try to up the volume a bit. But this is a teacher who, while a kid is beatboxing in class, the teacher reads Dr. Seuss, and it works perfectly, and it's really kind of cool. Take a listen to this. For a train to go, or a bus to come, or a plane to go, Yeah, I was. I think the most disappointed I am with that video is that it cuts off so soon. But yeah, that is awesome. If there's one thing that I think teachers really are, are the best teachers are great at, it's figuring out ways to interact with kids and to get them to want to learn and to want to hear and try new things. And that is awesome, the fact that the teachers took the time to do that. And it sounded really cool. So it's awesome. It's out there. I don't know how big it blew up. I'm just seeing this on a site that doesn't put up uh, the number of views. But I hope it does well because we need more teachers like that. And I always like showcasing uh, teachers that do stuff like that because we need more of that. Number three. Number three. Okay, number three. I have to be honest because I was really disappointed in this trailer. But this is a movie that I really loved growing up. And they're remaking it. And I was super excited. And then the trailer came out. And now I'm not. This is the trailer for The Witches. My story begins when I was a young boy. You'll be comfy here. Your mama's all wrong. I'd do anything for her to be here right now. Grandma was a tough lady with a big heart. And little by little, she brought me out of my sadness. Now if you feel that you can't go on, darling. I didn't know it. But there was a dark shadow looming nearby. Witches. They're real. And they hate children. Welcome. What would you do if there were mice learning all around this hotel? I would call the exterminator. You see, girl? He would exterminate those brats. So, yeah, that is The Witches. It's based off of the very popular Ronald Dahl book. And here's the thing with the trailer uh, that really irked me. One is the CGI. And I get it. We're in a technological world. I love technology. But when I saw the original movie, there, there's something about it when you have puppetry and actual animals in place of CGI. You either with CGI, you got to go all in to make it look great. Or it just won't look great. And this one doesn't. And it worries me just a little bit. And then the main character. I don't remember uh, who played the main witch in the original movie. I think it was like Angelica something. But Anne Hathaway doing a really hokey accent just wasn't doing it for me. And I know that this is targeted towards kids, but... It just really felt like some of the humor was off and that it was, uh, I don't know, just poorly written. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little harsh. As I said earlier, that original movie is one that I hold close to me because I really loved it growing up. And it freaked me out 
the puppetry that they did for the witch in that movie in the original one was just horrifying. So I'll be curious to see what they do for that. But that is The Witches, and this one is coming out to HBO Max later this year. Number two. Number two. Okay, number two. I'm going to play a little bit of this, but I'm, I might not end up playing a lot of it. Why? Because uh, this trailer, I have a feeling will be need to be highly uh, censored because of the content. But this is the trailer for, and I'm not joking you, I'm, I'm really actually excited for this, the sequel to Borat. Fourteen years ago, I released a movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. But now I was instructed to return to Yankee land to carry out secret missions. I go to America! What do you say? No, it's not me. People may recognize my face. I would need disguises. This man is a sex criminal? No, I'm not a sex criminal. Yeah, that's all I'm going to play. Uh, he was referencing Harry Potter, by the way, there. But... Uh, Here's the deal with Borat. I love this show because of how, or the movie, because of how bizarre, over the top, and incredibly gross the humor is. And that's what you're going to get with this. So if you walk into this expecting just a nice, funny, family-friendly comedy, walk away as fast as you can. This is a uh, film that was really surprising because it was filmed entirely in secret. And I give props to them because I cover this stuff all the time. And I never caught wind of this movie being filmed at all. But it's going to be making fun of COVID. It's going to be making fun of the whole world we're in. And it's going to be telling the next story of Borat. It's either going to be a huge hit or a terrible, terrible movie. But that is Borat. And it is coming out on October 23rd. And it will be released on Amazon Prime for free. If you're a member. Here's number one. Number one. Okay, number one. I absolutely love this. Uh, regardless on your opinion on CNN, we're not here to talk politics, but this is a reporter from CNN named Joe John. And I got to give this to this guy because he is what I would define as a true professional. So seconds before he was supposed to do a live shot, a.k.a. an interview on live TV, uh, he fends off a raccoon attack. And then instantly he switches back to reporter mode, just flawlessly. Take a listen to this. Get! There he is. Ah! Now, no events on the president's schedule today, and important to say, the White House. Look at that. That is like flawless. The way he was, he threw a chair, by the way, at the raccoon. And apparently this has been a problem lately at the White House. There has been two raccoons that have been attacking reporters while they're doing their shots. But the fact that he flawlessly was able to pick up a chair, throw it, scare the raccoon away, and then instantly flip onto reporter mode was just really, really cool. I, in all honesty, if a raccoon came in right now and started attacking me, I don't know if I could keep my cool. I think I'd be yelling, screaming live on the radio. But really, really cool. That is Joe John. He's from CNN. The video's been trending. It is so stinking funny. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. Have a fantastic weekend. Go do something good. Go do something great. Watch some movies. Hang out. You know, uh, winter time is coming, as they say in Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. So start to enjoy this weather because it's going to get cold again and then we're going back into 
uh, staying indoors because things are still shut down. But we'll get there together, and we'll get there by holding on and watching out for each other. And as always on The Geek Show, if you ever feel down, depressed, sad, always feel free to reach out. Or even if you have comments, or even if you just want to yell at me for doing something wrong. Feel free to release your anger, release your energy at me. Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, period, Wara, at MWCRadio.com. I, I will respond the best I can, but I just want everybody to know that you're never alone out there and to always watch your fellow geeks out there because the world uh, can seem dark at times, but I think especially with places like Peoria, where we have such a great community, we can all work together to make things a little better. And with that, you guys, that is it. That is The Geek Show. Have a fantastic weekend.